right, somebody in the chat, somebody say, word up, word up, because we're about to get into the word of God today. And again, today, uh, we are continuing in our series uh, about overcoming fear, overcoming fear. God is for you. Amen. God is on your side, and it is his heart and desire to help us to have victory over the various types of fears in our life. Now, the last few weeks, we've been looking at different areas of fear, different types of fears. Last week, we talked about the fear of failure. We talked about the fear of failure. So if you struggle with the fear of failure, I encourage you to go back to last week's message, which we posted this past week separately from the online stream. And so you can watch that uh, on our channel. And uh, I believe it was, it was, we, it was, it was great. God, God spoke some really powerful things through that message and hopefully it'll help you and set you free. And, and uh, along the lines of the fear of failure, today we want to talk about the fear of rejection. You know, and those two fears can be actually uh, related and connected. And, and I believe the fear of rejection is, is a big one, right? It's a big one. It's a common one. It's something that, you know, I think a lot of us, if not all of us, struggle with this fear at some point. And in fact, some of us may struggle with this fear without even realizing it, without even knowing it. That's one of the interesting things about fear is that sometimes people don't even realize that those fears are in their life. But God says the truth is going to set you free. Amen. God shows us the things that need to be fixed or the things that are in our life, not to shame us, but to set us free. Amen. And so, again, like I'm saying, like I was saying, uh, the fear of rejection, you know, I think it shows up in so many different ways in our lives. Uh, you know, uh, for example, of course, uh, an easy one would be like when you ask somebody out on a date, right? I mean, that's, that takes, you know, that, that takes some courage. And the reason why it takes some courage to ask somebody on a date is because you could be rejected, you can be rejected, and if they say no, it sucks, doesn't it, you know? Like, uh, I never went to a, a, a prom in, when I was growing up, you know? Does anybody know about, I don't know if they have that in Korea, where you have dances and proms at school. Do they, do they have that? Like, Hakkyo's almost in party? Ah, all right. Well, in America, we have these things where we have dances, and so guys would ask girls out, would you go to the prom with me, and things like that. So I never went because I never, I never had the courage. I always had this fear of rejection, you know. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, some people, they may look at me uh, as a pastor preaching in front of people and be like, man, pa Pastor Jimmy must not really struggle with the fear of rejection. And that's not true. I've, I've, I struggle with the fear of rejection uh, a lot, all the time, even now. Uh, I struggle with it a lot growing up. Uh, maybe you can relate with that too. Because, you know, as a kid, it's like you really want to be accepted by your peers. You want to be accepted at school. You don't want people to think that you're, you know, dumb. You don't want people to make fun of you, right? Like, that's like the worst nightmare is to go to school and have people make fun of you. And, and uh, I had that fear big time, right? I, I, I think going to school was like horrible for me because I, I, I had this tremendous fear of what people thought of me and how people would perceive me. So anyways, so my point being like, I never really asked anybody out because I didn't want to get that rejection. Um, another fear that some people, you know, the, that we may have a fear of with when it comes to rejection is like, um, like, Marriage proposal, when, when you ask someone to marry you. Although, uh, we were talking about this this past week, that in Korea, that's not so much of a problem. Uh, in America, it's different than in Korea, because in America, the man will, you know, get down on one knee and say, will you marry me? And so here's an interesting cultural fact. They don't do that in Korea. Or, or they used to not. I think these days it's changing a little bit, you know, thanks to the internet and TV shows and stuff like that. But in, in Korea, you, you don't have the guy, you know, taking the risk of asking the woman to uh, marry him, you know, because in America you do, they do all these crazy stuff, you know. And uh, in Korea it's just like, you know, you just talk about it and then you meet the parents and if they're all cool, it's done. <laughs> There's no marriage proposal necessarily. So... Um, so I was teasing that Korean men have it much easier than uh, American men in that way. Because if you go to the internet, you'll find some really crazy 
uh, I'm sorry to say, funny videos of, you know, marriage proposals gone wrong when, you know, some guys, they'll ask their, you know, girlfriend in front of a lot of people, will you marry me? And then the woman says, the girl says no, and they get it all on video, and now it's uh, alive forever on the internet. So, <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, again, another form of rejection, right? Uh, divorce, right, is a form of rejection that uh, some of us may fear or have experienced, or not just divorce, but let's say uh, cheating, like maybe you've experienced that, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife cheated on you, and that is a form of rejection. Maybe you try to get your dream job or a job you really needed, uh, and you didn't get the job, rejection, uh, promotion. Maybe you have a job, but you want to get promoted, right? You want to get a bonus uh, financially, or you want to get to a higher position, and so you apply for a promotion, and you don't get it, but that other guy, that other jerk that you know that, that really doesn't deserve it, <laughs> uh, he gets it, and again, you feel that rejection. Uh, college, you know, high school students, one of our biggest fears is not getting into the college you know, that we desire, that we want to, or not getting into any college, right? Not getting accepted by any college, right? That's, a, that's rejection, right? To, to, to get that letter in the mail that says, sorry, you have not been accepted to this school. Speaking of schools, you know, I think one of uh, my, you know, uh, fears of rejection or the rejection that I experienced was when you feel like you don't fit in right? You don't feel like you fit in with people or you don't feel like you fit in. Or even, you know, I, I know that there's people, you have friends, but even though they are your friends, you still feel uncomfortable. You still feel like maybe you don't really fit in or you're that, that you're not quite as accepted as, as you hope to be or as you think you are. And, and you have that fear. Or um, I was just hearing about this the other day where one person who uh, struggles with rejection one of the reasons why was because, you know, one time they were with a friend and they got a text message. The friend got a text message and they were being invited to watch a movie by all these other friends, right? But this person did not get that invite, you know? So, you know, everybody else gets invited except you. Rejection, right? And so, again, there are so many uh areas in life, so many examples of rejection in our life. Some of them are real, and maybe some of them are not even real. Some of them are, you know, all in our head. You know, once you start struggling with rejection, especially with the fear of rejection, you start having this perception and this paranoia, right, that you're being rejected even when you're not, right? I was uh, hearing somebody saying the other day that, you know, it's like somebody can say to somebody, say, hey, man, you look great today. You look great today. And then that person, the first thought they think is, well, what about yesterday? <laughs> you know, you're saying I look great today. Are you trying to say that I didn't look great yesterday? Are you saying that this is the first time you've ever seen me look great? You see what I'm saying? See, fear of rejection messes you up, right? It, it begins to do all, it affects you in these ways, right? It causes you to to misinterpret people's actions. It causes you to read into people's actions. It begins, it causes you to fear something that may or may not happen. And, and because you have like all these fears and you have all these hurts, it can, you know, change your attitude and it can harden your heart, you know. People with a fear of attitude, like there, there are sometimes, uh, I'm sorry, the fear of rejection, right? People with the fear of rejection, sometimes they are the hardest people to give constructive criticism to, you know, because if you give them constructive criticism, they take it as rejection, you know. And so, again, the fear of rejection can hurt us, it can limit us, you know, because, yeah, it is painful, right? When you get rejected, rejected it's it's painful it's it's deeply painful and it's embarrassing you can feel ashamed for being rejected and and of course it's it's it makes you think well you know who am i what am i if if this person has rejected me or if they rejected me what does that say about me? Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe, maybe I am a loser. Maybe I am not that valuable. So 
The bottom line is, is that everybody, all of us, for all of us, there are a lot of reasons why we fear rejection. But the good news today is that God wants to set you free. Amen. God will make a way where there is no way. So today, if you've been struggling with rejection, if you've been hurt by rejection, if you have a fear of rejection, then this message is for you. Hallelujah. Because God, I, I believe uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to share keys to overcoming the fear of rejection, right? So through God's word, and again, God's word, the Bible says that the truth will set you free, amen? Your, your perceptions are not going to set you free. What you think is not going to set you free. Because again, a lot of times what we think or what we feel is not even true. It's not even right. It's just our perceptions, right? So it's not our thoughts. It's not our opinions that, that set, set us free. It's not even our understanding that sets us free. It's God's truth that sets you free. Are you ready to receive God's truth today? If you're ready to receive God's truth today, somebody say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Word up. So again, today we're going to share four, four keys to overcoming the fear of rejection. Number one, first key to overcoming the fear of rejection is this, to accept, accept, to accept that rejection is just a part of life, right? Rejection, it's normal, right? When, when you get rejected, it's, it's not something very abnormal that's happening to you. In fact, it's just something normal. In fact, when you look in the Bible, right, you see all kinds of rejection. You see, right, everybody faces and, and feels and experiences rejection at some point in their life. Right? Joseph is a great example, right? Joseph suffered extreme rejection. I mean, his brothers wanted to kill him, <laughs> right? And it wasn't like he did anything really bad. It was like, it was just because their father happened to favor him more than them and they got jealous and they hated, right? Haters are going to hate. And, and they hated him so much, they got jealous so much that they wanted to kill him. And, but instead of killing him, they sold him to slavery. And, and uh, if you know the story, on and on it goes. He goes to prison, major rejection from his brothers. David, King David was also rejected, right? He was rejected by Saul. I mean, it, it started all good at first, right? Yeah, have you ever had that? happen in your life, right? Somebody you had a good relationship with, but later get, you get rejected by them. Well, that happened to David, right? David even, he used to call Saul his father. He was like a spiritual father to him. And Saul got, got jealous and became a hater and, and he rejected David, right? But David was faithful to Saul all the way to the end. Moses was also rejected, right? Moses was called to lead the Israelites, but the Israelites were like, who are you, man? <laughs> you think you're our leader? I don't think so, man. Who do you think you are to lead us, you know? And one thing I want to point out is that you notice with Joseph, David, and Moses, and there are more, right? If you look at the Bible, there's more, right? But Joseph, David, and Moses, notice that they were all called by God. They were all destined by God. They carried great and awesome promises of God. So what you need to understand is that rejection doesn't mean that you're not called. Hallelujah. Because sometimes we think rejection is a sign, right? That God's promises have been taken away or that God's destiny has failed or God's promises have failed. We take rejection as a negative sign that, well, maybe I'm not chosen and maybe God has not called me. And the fact is, is that you can be as called as David, as chosen as Moses and still feel rejection. That rejection doesn't mean anything, amen, when it comes to God's calling. You can be super called. You can have powerful callings. In fact, you do. I want to tell somebody who's watching right now, you have a powerful calling on your life. God has chosen you. He has not rejected you. He died on the cross for you because even before you you knew him, he knew you. While we were still enemies, Christ died for you because he has not rejected you. He has chosen you. Amen. Right? So you have to understand that rejection does not mean there is something wrong with you. 
Amen? Rejection doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your life. You could get rejection after rejection. You get a hundred rejections. Maybe you're applying for a job. You get a thousand rejections. And it doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean anything about you. That, that doesn't define you. It doesn't define your worth. It doesn't define your identity. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's normal. <laughs> Amen? It's just a normal part of life. Even the greatest of us, even the greatest of us suffer much, much rejection. In fact, I would even go to say the greater you are, the more rejection you experience, right? You can just go online on social media and you'll see that, right? Right? As many as uh, fans BTS has, they've got just as much haters, if not more, right? You know, all these idol battles like EXO, EXO, BTS sucks, or BTS awesome, you know what I mean? Like, my, I'm a big fan of LeBron James. LeBron James is like one of the greatest basketball players ever. He's amazing. He's, he seems like just such an amazing person, not just basketball player, but he's got the most haters. He's got the most rejection out of anybody. And so the greater, right, the calling, the greater you are, the more the rejection. Do you, got a, do you have a lot of rejection in your life? That's a good sign. Amen. There's a quote. It says this, rejection doesn't mean you're not good enough. It means the other person failed to recognize what you have to offer. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I remember hearing this about uh, Jewish parents. I don't know if this is uh, quite completely true or not, but somebody was saying, you know what the difference between Jewish parents and other parents are? Is like this. If a kid comes home with a report card and they have bad grades, most parents, they'll be like, They'll, they'll say to the child, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You know, why, 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 why are you not smart, right? What's, what's, why, why aren't you studying enough? Like, what's wrong with you? And they say with Jewish parents, if their child brings a bad report card, they got a bad grade, the Jewish parents will say, what's wrong with your teachers? What's wrong with your teachers? Why, cannot, why can't they recognize that you're a genius? <laughs> Right? Why can't they recognize how smart you are? What am I trying to say? You need to understand that most people don't recognize greatness. That's the problem. That's why, that's why the Bible says that we live in a fallen world. Remember that. You live in a fallen world where you're not the only one who struggles with the fear of rejection, or you're not the only one who's been hurt by rejection. Tons of people, everybody's been hurt and damaged, and especially if they don't know Jesus, then it's gonna be normal for them, because you know, a lot of times, hurt people hurt people, rejected people reject people, and so people who have deep scars or hurts of rejection, right, they'll reject other people because of the rejection they have felt. So if you get rejected, a lot of times, it's saying more about the person who rejected you than about you. Amen? See, you remember that people, a lot of times, they don't recognize greatness, right? Uh, uh, an example would be Harry Potter, right? Any Harry Potter fans online? I know we have at least one. I know who she is, <laughs> right? And J.K. Rawlings is the author of, you know, the Harry Potter series, and you know, J.K. Rawlings' story is amazing because we all know that Harry Potter is a huge, huge hit right now. I mean, the movies, the books, right? And she's this hugely successful author right now, right? And you think, man, you know, Harry Potter, that's a winner. Do you, do, do you know that J.K. Rawlings got her Harry Potter book got rejected by 12 publishers? 12 publishers, 12 publishers looked at Harry Potter and said, this is a loser, right? This is not a great book. This is not going to sell. And they reject 12 publishers rejected J.K. Rawlings. Another great example, Mozart. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, right? The, the classical composer. Again, little trivia. If you ask me who my favorite composer is, I'm going to say Mozart. I love that movie, Amadeus. Uh, it's, 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 pro it's one of my favorite movies right there with the Godfather. Amadeus and, Bo and uh, Godfather. That's, that's what it does for me. But, you know, today, there's no question that Mozart was a genius, yeah. right? He is a legend. You know, he is arguably one of, if not the greatest composer to ever live, right? 
But do you, do you know that Mozart died, right, penniless? He died a poor person. He died basically homeless. You know why? Because people in his time didn't think he was great. People in his own time didn't recognize his genius. All those people, right, in Vienna, the center of music, right, they, didn't, they all rejected Mozart, right? So what am I trying to say? Never, never base yourself. Never base your work on what other people think or say because those people, those same people are the same people who couldn't recognize Mozart, amen? So one person said, don't be upset when people reject you, right? Don't be upset when people reject you because nice things, nice things are rejected all the time by people who can't afford them, amen, all right? So again, just because you get rejected doesn't say anything to who you really are, amen? So number two, Number two, second key to overcoming re- the fear of, fear of rejection is to believe, to believe. You need to believe that God's acceptance is enough. God's acceptance of you is enough. The greatest cure, I believe, in fact, I believe that's what the Bible says, the greatest cure for the fear of rejection is God's acceptance. To know God's acceptance, to believe in God's acceptance will set us free from all the other rejections that we have experienced or we will experience, right? Because when we know that God accepts us, that gives us the joy, that gives us the strength, that fills us in such a way that we can overcome all the other rejections, amen? See, you know, just because you believe in Jesus doesn't mean the rejection doesn't hurt, right? It'll still hurt, it can still scar, it may still be there for a while, but rejection doesn't have to control you, rejection doesn't have to identify you, you can overcome, amen? And and that, again, the key is to know God's acceptance, to experience God's acceptance. Psalm 2710, Psalm 2710, it says this, For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Amen? Amen. See, even if your mom and dad were to reject you, even if they have reason to reject you, maybe, maybe you've messed up, maybe you've done bad things, right? Maybe you're like the prodigal son, right? That you, you, you've, you've, ashamed, you've brought shame to your family. And God says, even if they reject you, even if they reject you with good reason, I will accept you. I will take you in. Amen? Romans chapter 8 Verses 35 through 39. Listen to this. Listen to this. It is describing the love and acceptance that we have from God. Verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Hallelujah. Verse 38, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on, come on. We're not talking about just any kind of love. We're talking about the love that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. That love guarantees to us that we will never be separated from God. We will never be rejected by God. Amen? And see, we have this acceptance from God. God accept, uh, accepts us in this way all because of Jesus. Amen. It's because what Jesus did on the cross. It's because Jesus paid that price. Because Jesus died that death. That is the reason why we have God's acceptance the way we do. Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, it says, 
And this is talking about Jesus, his death on the cross, right? It says this, about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, or Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, right? Why have you forsaken me, right? Or in other words, why have you rejected me? Why have you rejected me? See, on the cross, Jesus, the Son of God, suffered the greatest rejection the universe has ever known. Do you understand that Jesus had never ever, up to this point, in eternity past, he had never, ever, ever experienced separation from the Father. But he did that for you. He did that for me. In fact, it was so painful for Jesus that if you read the Bible, if you read, right, the, the, the passion story, the crucifixion story, where Jesus gets arrested, Jesus is, you know, he's whipped with the cat of nine tails, which tore and ripped his back with glass and nails, right? And, and, and this, the part where he's nailed to the cross and the part where he's raised up on the cross and, and made to suffer and to suffocate with nails in his hands and his feet, Do, you should know that in all of that narrative, not once does the Bible record Jesus expressing pain. It doesn't say that they nailed him to the cross and he screamed in pain. It, it doesn't, Jesus doesn't express any pain through all the other events of crucifixion except right here. This is the first and only time Jesus expresses pain because of the cross. But it really wasn't the cross. It was the rejection. You see, the Son of God suffered the greatest rejection in the universe. Why? So that you and I can receive the greatest acceptance in the universe. Amen. Amen. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he took our place. He took our place. And by taking our place, he was giving us his place. You see, he was accepted by God. We were rejected by God. He took our rejection to give us his acceptance. Amen. You need to know, Jesus suffered. Jesus died on that cross. He took the rejection of God for you so that he could give you the acceptance of God. And the acceptance of God is the greatest acceptance that you could ever have in life. It's the greatest acceptance you can ever find in the universe. I'll give you five reasons. Is it five? Five reasons why God's acceptance is the greatest acceptance. Number one, because he's God. <laughs> Amen, right? It's not a man, it's not a woman, it's not a president, it's not a king. It is the king of all kings. It is the God, the one true God who is accepting you. Just the fact it's him makes his acceptance the greatest acceptance that outweighs all the other acceptances that we could pursue or desire in life. He is God, amen. He is God. We don't even deserve his acceptance, and yet we have it because of Jesus. It makes it all the more sweet, all the more wonderful, right? It is God's undeserved acceptance that we have. Number two, because God's acceptance is the greatest because it's not based on you, it's based on him. He accepts you not because you look great, right? Because that's what the world does, right? The world will look at how you look, how you dress, what do you have to offer me, what's your skill, what's your accomplishments, right? Does your personality fit? Do I like you? Are you likable? The world is going to look at all of that, right? But you know what? A lot of times, God accepts what the world rejects, amen? For all of us who are not good enough for the world, we are good enough for God because God made us good enough. Not because we were good enough in ourselves, no, but because Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price, our worth is in him, amen? So our acceptance is not based on our works. God doesn't accept us because of what we do for him. God accepts us because of who we are to him in Christ, right? Because before Christ, we were enemies, but in Christ, we are his children. 
So God says to you today, I love you. Not because you're sinless, not because you stopped sinning the way you stopped, because you know you said you would stop sinning, but you didn't, and you kept doing the same thing. But and you're you're afraid, you're afraid that I have rejected you now because you don't keep your promises and you keep failing and you keep falling short. And God says, No, that's not. I don't base my acceptance on you based on your performance. I I base my acceptance on the performance of Jesus, based on what Jesus did for you. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved, right? That word saved is another word for accepted, right? See, Jesus died. That's what it took. Jesus had to die on the cross for us in order for us to be accepted. No man, no woman can be accepted based on our good works. No, Jesus died. And therefore, by grace, you have been accepted. You have been saved through faith. Through faith, And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Amen? Amen. God's acceptance is the greatest. Number three. His acceptance is forever. Hallelujah. Come on, man. Right? People's acceptance of you, you know, may last a long time, but it'll not last forever because we all die <laughs> and we're all human. And as soon as you do something and, and they don't like it and you hurt, you know, people reject people for all kinds of reasons, right? They accept you at first and they reject you later, right? But the Bible says that God's acceptance of, of us is forever. Psalm 136, verse 26, it says, Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. Amen? Amen. Amen. Why? Why depend on the acceptance of others that could be temporary, that could be here today and gone tomorrow, when you can depend on God's acceptance, which lasts forever? God's acceptance is a guarantee that he will never reject you. Amen? See, what happens is that sometimes we interpret negative things in our life as rejection from God, right? Something bad happens in your life and you think, oh, it's because God has rejected me. God doesn't love me anymore or God is punishing me. And the Bible says that is not true. That's religion. That's the enemy. The enemy says God will do this, God will do that, all because based on your works, right? And, and the gospel says, no, God loves, God bless, God favors, God accepts because of Jesus, amen? So the next time you have that thought is that, oh, this is happening because God has rejected me, you just call the devil a liar, amen? Call the devil a liar and says that is just not true. That is not what the Bible says, amen? amen. Number four, God's acceptance is delight, not tolerance, right? That's why it's so good, right? God doesn't just tolerate you. He doesn't just say, ah, could I, because I'm God, you know, because I'm good, I'll accept you, and I'll accept you now, and I'll give you a chance. But it's not because I really want to, but it's because I'll give you a chance, right? You know, he, he's not chamoing us. Right? God's not chamoing. Right? In Korean, we say chamoing. He's just, he's not bearing with us. No. He delights in us. Amen? Amen. He delights in us. Right? He's not begrudgingly trying to love you. No, he delights in you. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17 says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. Amen? Right? Not because of your works, but because of Jesus, because of his grace, his righteousness covers you. So God takes great delight in you because when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. Amen. He sees beauty. He sees you. He loves you. He delights in you, right? In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but he, God, will rejoice over you with singing. Come on, somebody. God is singing because of you right now. Right? And last, the last reason why God's acceptance of us is the best, it's the greatest, is because His acceptance satisfies. Psalm 107, verse 9, it says, For He, God, for God satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul He fills with good things. Amen? See, all other acceptance is temporary. It's all temporary. And, and, and it'll make you feel feel fulfilled only temporarily. You get that job and you feel so fulfilled. You got accepted, yay! But then sooner or later that joy fades. You know, you, you, you ask somebody out, 
right? And they say, yes, yeah, I got the girl. But sooner or later, that joy fades, you know? That's why in, in, uh, in America, we say, the, the honeymoon's over. <laughs> honeymoon's over, right? You get married, you're so happy, and you're like, yeah, finally, I'm married. And then you realize it's actually temporary. And you're going to be back to where you were even before you were married, right? Because all the joys, all the acceptance in life is only temporary. They're good. Don't get me wrong, right? They are good. They're wonderful, right? But only the acceptance, only the love of God fully satisfies forever. Amen. Number three, right? Uh, Moving on, right? So those are all the reasons why God's acceptance is the best. But now, again, our third, our third key to overcoming the fear of rejection is that you need to see. You need to see rejection differently, right? You need to have a different understanding or perception to rejection. That rejection is not as bad as you think. Rejection is not as evil or, or undesirable as you may think it is, right? Because I said earlier that rejection is a part of life, right? But not only is it a part of life, it's actually a part of success, right? Rejection is a part of success. Uh, There's a quote that says, a a rejection is nothing more than a a necessary step in the pursuit of success, right? There is no success without rejection. Another quote, One person said, as I look back on my life, I realize that every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I was actually being redirected to something better. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, I'm sure everybody has heard of Dwayne Johnson by now, right? Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, right? The voice of, uh, you know, what's his name? Imoana. Yeah, Moana, Moana. What, what's his name in Moana? I forget. The guy, the, 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 the. Ah, oh, man, Taka is the, bat, the, is the thing, and, and Moana's the girl, and then the rock. Anyways, you know who I'm talking about. He sings, thank, thank you, right? Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, right? Well, you know, we all know that the rock is this huge star, right? He's this huge movie star. He's hugely, wildly, like crazily successful and loved, right? He's just such a beloved dude. Like everybody knows that he's such a great guy, good guy. Um, like he's, he's known as like the most popular guy on social media, right? Because everybody just loves the guy. And he's uh, inspiring, right? Like if you if you uh, follow him on social media, right? He's always encouraging people and you know trying to challenge people and give people keys to how to overcome and, and make it in life, right? And uh, you know, uh, one time The Rock shared his own story, and again, like J.K. Rawlings, he was like he got rejected a lot too, right? Before he found success, he went through a lot of rejection, and in fact, his original dream was not being a WWE star, right, wrestling star. His original dream was not to be a, a, a movie star, right, the, the huge star that he is right now, right? His original dream was to be a professional American football player, mm-hmm. right? American, Mishik Chuku, right? I'm not talking about Chuku Chuku. I'm talking about American Chuku. Uh, American. That was his dream, right? That was his dream, and the thing is, he got rejected, right? Two days, two days after getting on a team, he was cut. He was cut from that team only after two days. And of course, he was like, no, this can't happen. This is my dream. What am I going to do now? But you know what he said today, right? Today he says, playing in the NFL, right, the professional football league, right, playing in the NFL was the best thing that never happened because it got me here, right? If if. If he didn't have that rejection, right, he wouldn't be where he is today. But that, but that rejection redirected him to a greater destiny, right? So The Rock says, you have to realize we're going to have our butts kicked, right? We're going to get rejected a lot. But you got to have faith that the one thing you really wanted to happen, oftentimes that is the best thing that never happened, right? Sometimes the thing that you want the most and it doesn't happen, the fact that it doesn't happen may be the best thing to happen to you. Mm 
especially when God is in the picture, especially when you believe that God loves you. You know why? Because rejection is actually favor. Rejection is favor. I want you to write that down. Rejection is favor. Favor. Rejection is favor from God. Psalm chapter 5, verse 12. See, here we go, right? The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's time to change the way you think and see rejection. Rejection, right, is not a negative. Rejection is favor. Psalm 5, 12, it says this. Surely, Lord, surely, God, you bless the righteous. Who are the righteous? Those who believe in Jesus, Amen. We're not talking about works now. Now, again, you need to do your best. You need to do your best to follow Jesus and obey Jesus. But, of course, we're not perfect. But we are not righteous because we're perfect. We're righteous because of what? Because of faith in Jesus. So you need to read the Bible, right, through Jesus' lens, okay? So Psalm 512, it says, Surely, Lord, you bless us who believe in Jesus. You bless the righteous. Now, get this. Catch this. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Your favor, the Bible says, God's favor is like a shield. What does a shield do? A shield rejects things. That's what a shield does. An arrow is going to strike you. It blocks it. It rejects it. So God's favor rejects things for you in your life. See, a lot of times we think that favor is mean favor from God. If you have favor from God, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. You pray for something, you're going to get it. Amen. I pray for this. I got it. I pray for this. I got it. I try to get that job. I got it. I try to get that girl. I got her. You know what I mean? We think that favor from God. If you're favored by God, you're going to get everything. And that's not what favor of God means. The favor of God doesn't mean you get everything. It means you only get the best things. Hallelujah. It means that God's favor is like a shield so that not just anything can come in your life. Even if you think it's good. Even even if you think it's going to be good for you, God will be a shield. His favor is going to be a shield and it's going to block things and reject things in your life. God is, is, his favor is going to protect you from lesser things, from the things that are not going to be the best for you. Amen. So you think about like products, right? Products, right? Like, 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 uh, I don't know, like Omega watches, Rolex watches, and things like that, you know, or, or, or like, let's say, like handcrafted, you know, uh, wood and things, you know. We were talking about the Taj Mahal the other day, you know, like Taj Mahal is, is amazing, right? And the reason why a lot of these high level, valuable products, you know, why they're such high quality is because of the things that they were made with, right? The things that they were constructed with right? They have high standards, like, like the Taj Mahal, right? They say that the Taj Mahal was made with some of the finest, best marble in the planet, which means that somebody was examining the marble. When the marble came in, somebody was examining saying, oh, that's not good enough, so they would reject it. But if it was good enough, they would accept it. Remember, the higher the standards of quality, the more the rejection, <laughs> right? The higher the standards of quality, the higher rejection. You know, Rolex is not just going to accept any kind of material, amen? Right? Ralph Lauren is not going to accept just any kind of material, right? Craftsmen, they're not going to use just any kind of wood. They're going to use the best wood, right? The Taj Mahal, they didn't use just any kind of, of marble. They used only the best marble. And because of those rejections, all those rejections, right? Rejecting all, this is good, but it's not good enough. It's, it's great, but it's not the best, right? And so all of these things, because of all of those rejections, what happened? The end result was something amazing, right? The best product, the best result, the best fruit is what came out. Do you know why you have so many rejections in your life? It's because God favors you. Amen? God favors you. God has high standards for you. God says, you're, you're like the Taj Mahal. Amen? You're like an Omega watch. I'm not going to just let anything come into your life. 
Amen. You're too important. Your destiny is too important. Your calling is too important. You are too important for me to let any man or any woman, no matter how good they may seem, no matter how bad you want it, ah, uh, you are too important. You're, you're calling too high for me to allow just anyone or anything come into your life. So I will purge you. I will cleanse you. I will protect you. I will bring rejection after rejection. But those rejections are not a sign of God's rejection. It's a sign of God's favor on your life. If you believe it, somebody say, Amen. Somebody say, I am protected. I am favored. I have God's hand on my life. Amen. So when God, so when that person rejected me, you weren't rejecting me. God was saying, you weren't good enough for me. Hallelujah. When that job didn't accept me, when they didn't take me, you didn't, you're not the one who really rejected me. No, no. It was really God's hand on my life protecting me. God says, only the best for you. Amen. God's going to put you in the right place at the right time to lead you to the greatest destiny. God's about to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that you can ask or imagine. If you believe it, somebody said, amen. Somebody shout favor. Come on. Favor. Come on. Somebody say favor is on my life. Amen. Oh, come on. Somebody once said this. Again, one quote, uh, and we're almost done here. What feels like rejection is God's protection when you're heading in the wrong direction, right? When you're going in the wrong direction, rejection is God's protection, right? Because rejection is a redirection to help you get to your destiny, amen? And so finally, number four, Hallelujah, you still with me? Can you hear me? I'm sorry I shouted so much. Uh, I'm afraid that it makes it hard to hear because maybe it sounds like, you know, <laughs> through the live stream. But is everybody okay? You doing okay? You with me today? All right, here we go. Last point, right? Fourth key to overcoming the fear of rejection. Number four, accept. Accept that God's acceptance is all you really need, right? Accept that God's acceptance is all you really need. And that's the truth. That's the truth, right? That's the core of it, right? God's acceptance lays and, and, and is the foundation, right? It's the core where I am filled enough to the point where I don't need to depend or I don't necessarily completely need acceptance from others or, or other things, right, to fulfill me. No, I choose that God's acceptance of me, right, is enough. You know, I was thinking about, uh, uh, I was thinking the other day about, you know, about uh, the prodigal son, the prodigal son. Uh, if you don't know the prodigal son story, you know, uh, I don't have time to explain it. You can look it up. But there was a father. He had two sons. And, and the, the younger son, uh, you know, asked the father for his inheritance, took a whole bunch of money and went away. And, and, uh, and the father was a rich father. And, and one pastor said, you know, it's very interesting that why would the son feel like he needed to leave? Because, you know, if, if, uh, you know, because the fact of the matter is, is that the son probably had anything and everything a kid could want, right? Because his dad was rich, he had servants, he was living a very comfortable, very wonderful life, you know? And, uh, you know, and that's a lesson because uh, you need to know that the greatest needs of, of the human life, your greatest needs are not physical, right? The needs of the heart, the needs of the soul, the needs of the spirit, those are the greatest needs. Because you can have everything in life. Everything, all your dreams accomplished, all your goals accomplished. You can have everything you desire, right? And in the end, you're still going to be empty, right? And, and so that's what happened with this young man. Right? He had everything, right, that a young man could want. But for some reason, he was, his soul was still searching for something. And he left and he went off and and, uh, and one pastor said that perhaps his soul was empty and perhaps, you know, he was looking for validation. You know, that's what empty people do and that's what people with a fear of rejection do is that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cling on to people who make us feel good, 
right? If you just say anything to make me feel like somebody, you know, I'll follow you. I just need you to tell me who I am. And maybe that's what this young man was doing, right? Maybe he felt lost at home. He had everything, but he still felt lost, right? He still didn't quite feel fulfilled. And so he was looking for acceptance everywhere else. And if you know the story, that in the end, after he's tried everything, Right? He's done everything possible to fulfill his heart, to fulfill this longing. He's tried to find acceptance everywhere else. And then finally he comes home. And he comes to his father. And, and the crazy thing is, is that with his father, he finds the acceptance that he needed all along. Right? You know, and, and what I'm trying to say is, is that sometimes the acceptance that we're looking for we already have. We already have it. It's right here. It's in God. It's in Jesus. But you can be a Christian, but still like this young man, fail to recognize and, and realize you've got it. You've got it all along, right? It's right here. See, sometimes we are, you know, like those people in Mozart's day, right? Right? Those people around Mozart, they had the, the, the most incredible musical genius and they didn't know it right so so sometimes for us we actually have the greatest acceptance all the acceptance we need is in Jesus and all you need to do is believe and all you need to do is decide because sometimes that's the problem is that we set on our hearts we set our hearts to say I want this I desire that I will not be satisfied until I have that and without knowing it, you're rejecting God's acceptance as being enough. But can you today, will you today make the choice, make the decision to say, I choose to make God's acceptance of me all the acceptance that I will ever need. It's going to change your life. Amen. 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 Well, we had no translation today, but I preached longer than normal. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. Hey, man, God's not done. God's not finished. We're going to go into a time of worship. I believe God's going to encounter you. God's still speaking to you. I believe it. Somebody watching right now, this message, is, it's messing you up. It's, it's turning you around. It's changing you. It's setting you free. It's time to taste and see that God is good. Amen? Amen. Let's worship. Thanks for joining us today. Joyful City Church is an international church located in Ilsan that exists to make an impact in Korea and beyond. Joyful City 교회는 일산에 위치한 국제 교회로 한국과 전 세계에 영향력을 끼치기 위해 존재하는 교회입니다. Our mission is to help everybody taste and see that God is good. 저희의 미션은 모든 이들이 주님의 선하심을 맛보고 알도록 돕는 것입니다. So, whether you are a Korean or a foreigner, there's a community at our church for you. 여러분이 한국인이든 외국인이든 저희 교회에는 여러분을 위한 공동체가 있습니다. We would love for you to come visit us and give us a chance to make you feel at home. 그러니 꼭 오셔서 가족과 같은 공동체를 누려보세요. For information about our service time and directions, visit our website at joyfulcity.org. 예배 시간이나 주소 등더 많은 정보가 알고 싶으시다면 저희 웹사이트에서 확인하실 수 있습니다. 웹사이트 주소는 joyfulcity.org입니다. Thanks again and hope to see you soon. 다시 한번 감사드리고요. 곧 만나뵐 수 있기를 바래요.